part of God's creation that can choose not to praise him because we were created in God's image and according to his likeness so we've been given the opportunity to choose right the seeds they just it just does that the trees just does that the fields it just does that but you and I our response to the promise of God's presence is to praise and when we do it we join with all of creation Studies suggest that the average person makes about 35,000 conscious choices every day. That's an astounding number. Today, Pastor Daniel reminds you that God has made you like him with the freedom to decide your path. You'll learn that because you have a free will, God says you can choose not to praise him. And though the rest of creation will always worship its creator, God wants you to come to him because you love him. Now here's Pastor Daniel in 1 Chronicles chapter 16 as he continues his message, Live an Amen Life. We know no satisfaction of our heart until we start finding ourselves involved in being part of the solutions of this world, not just people who accumulate, but people who see their lives as a pass-through for the blessings of God, giving back to him what he's given us. And then all of a sudden, generosity, you bring an offering, and then it says that we should worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Now you realize, that's a crazy phrase, isn't it? How do you worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness? It's simple. You don't have any. We worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness because the good news of Jesus Christ is that Jesus shared his holiness with us. No one has ever said, Daniel, you are holy, except for the Lord. Because in and of myself, there is no inherent holiness. That word holy doesn't mean, oh, like, you know, where I walk around in robes and I swing a little incense thing and, you know, that's not what holiness is. That's just someone getting dressed up. You know what I mean? Just if I put on a, if I put on a Superman costume, it doesn't mean I'm Superman. It just means I got weird feelings about what I'm going to wear that day. See, holiness literally means the quality of what makes something distinct. Holy means actually holy other, completely different. And what's amazing is, is the only way that I can be holy is if God chooses to make me holy with giving me the gift of his holiness. That's what the book of Leviticus is all about. Be holy as the Lord your God is holy. All those laws in the book of Leviticus, the sacrificial system, all those things point to the fact that the only way a person can be made holy is for God to share his holiness with somebody. And when you and I choose to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness, what we're actually doing is is we are responding to God's gift of salvation in Christ by choosing to praise him for it. And when you and I praise God because of Jesus, guess what we're doing? We're worshiping in the beauty of holiness. We're giving back to the Lord what he has given us. We're saying, God, you give it to me. I'm going to give it back to you because you can do more with it than I can. This reminds me, of course, of 1 John chapter 4. Verses 10 and 11 says it this way. 
It says, in this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. You see, same idea. Not that we love God, but God loved us. And he sent his son to die in our place to be the propitiation for our sins. And he said, beloved, if God has loved us, we also ought to what? Love one another. He's saying, look, I want you to give back to the Lord what you've received. Now, here's the thing. If you're here today, now I realize, I say this all the time, but it's more and more true each week. Here at Crossroads, everyone's on a different step of their faith journey, right? There are some of you who are here right now and literally you're like, yeah, I don't know if I believe in Jesus. I'm just here. You know, uh, I kind of, I don't know why I'm here. Maybe someone brought me here. I just checked this thing out. I I watched this video online. I figured I should come or someone invited me and I'm not sure. And listen, if that's, if you're in that place, I'm super happy that you're here and you're allowed to be here on that step. Okay. Like, I don't want you to feel like in any way, like you don't belong here. Right. Because I realize that God is doing a work in everyone's life. Right. And everyone's on the step that they're on today. And guess what? You're going to be on a different step tomorrow. And I always say, super important, that no matter where you are, at best, you're not what you used to be, and you're not what you're going to be. But today's the day to take a step in the right direction, right? So I realize that some of you here, you're just like, I, I don't really know if I'm a follower of Jesus. I don't even know if I believe in God. That's cool. Some of you are like, man, I totally believe in the Lord. Like, you're like, Fusco, you are preaching fire today, you know, right? And some of you are like, man, Fusco, you need to get on fire. I mean, everyone's got a different perspective on this thing, right? Everyone has their own feelings and their own thoughts and their own ideas and everyone ate different chili and, not chili for breakfast, but you ate different breakfast and everyone's doing their their thing, right? But, But here's the deal. If you're here today and you're a follower of Jesus, let me talk to you. You give back to God what he has given you by choosing to love people. Because you know John three sixteen for God so loved the world that he, became, he gave his only begotten son. That whoever believed in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And if you believe in Jesus, then you know that God so loved the world. You know who the world includes? Everybody. All the peoples. And we give back to God what he has given us when we decide that we're just going to love people. We're going to love people. We're going to let God work it out. We're going to love people. And in love, we're going to take the planks out of our own eyes and we're going to deal with the speck in our brother's and sister's eyes after we deal with the plank in our own eye. That we're not arrogant. We're not overbearing. We, in love, say, in love, let's talk about this stuff. And listen, in a lot of ways, anybody who struggles with Christianity today sees people who believe in Jesus and say, well, where's the love? I thought Jesus was died on a cross. I remember when I was coming to Jesus, that was my struggle. I'm like, you know, what's up with all this? Like if Jesus was really like this amazing person who was the propitiation for our sins, which I didn't know what that phrase meant, but if he's willing to die for people, then why is all the hate coming out of the church? And in a lot of ways, what I love is that we're not that kind of church here at Crossroads. And we get in trouble for it. We're like, Crossroads, you guys are just so, you know, kind to everybody. It's like, that's ah, a fruit of the spirit. <laughs> You know, like, yeah, like, like, I can't believe you would say that any, like, you can be at Crossroads if you're not a Christian. I'm like, look, we don't check people's samples on the way in the door. You know what I mean? We're like, do you have a driver's license? Can you come on in here? Yeah, do you have, what's your DNA? Can I get a DNA sample? Can you come on in here? Hey, are you really walking with Jesus? You're like, you're like, you're not getting questioned on the way in, right? 
Why? Because what we realize is that God is inviting all of us to be changed. Whether you don't believe in Jesus yet or whether you've been walking with Jesus for 70 years, today, God is inviting you to be changed. He's inviting you to take the next step on the journey. And one of the most powerful things happens when you realize that, God, I'm going to give you back what you have given me. You have shared your holiness with me. That's what salvation is. And I'm going to turn it back to you, Lord, and I'm going to praise you in the beauty of holiness. That, Jesus, because you died for me, I'm not just going to be the way I've always been. But Lord, because you died, I'm going to simply respond to so great a salvation and I'm going to take different steps. Even though I, I get frustrated because you died for me, Lord, when I realize I'm frustrated, I'm going to stop. I'm going to ask for forgiveness from you, God. I'm going to go and I'm going to ask for forgiveness of the person I'm being frustrated with. Because even though I'm frustrated and I feel that, guess what? Jesus isn't frustrated. He died on the cross for me. And all of a sudden, we begin to change day in, day out. So we give to the Lord what he's given to us. And brothers and sisters, I just want to encourage you. See, that's why in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be inviting everyone to back to church. I'm so super excited. We collected some 3,000 names. We got over 100,000 cards going out. People are going to be seeing ads. Listen, we want you to go invite. Why? Because you're going to give to others what you've received. Along the way, someone invited you into this journey with Jesus. I just did this the other day. It was so much fun. I didn't get the cards yet. You're going to get cards today. I walked into a coffee shop and I was actually inspired by a story that my wife Lynn told me about our youngest Annabelle. Now, Annabelle, I love her so much. And, and, and sometimes Annabelle gets a bad rap, you know, uh, because she's, she's me, you know. And, and my sin always looks bad when she does it. But, but sure enough, sure enough, Annabelle was in uh, Trader Joe's with Lynn and her brother and sister. And all of a sudden, you know, and, and we've been talking and Annabelle's been having conversations about what it means to be born again. So the woman at, at the little checkout, Annabelle goes, are you a Christian? And this lady goes, oh, yeah. And this lady next to her goes, oh, you know. And then Annabelle's, so you've been born again, right? Right? And, and the lady's like, huh? and the lady was like, oh, yeah, you know. And I was inspired by that because I thought to myself, you know, like, Annabelle might not ever see this girl again. She's getting right to the heart of the matter. She's no-nonsense modern woman, you know. Like, no need to mess around, beat around the bush. Right? And, but I was inspired by that. So, so sure enough, just the other day, I went into a coffee shop. And we didn't have the cards yet. And I walked into a coffee shop. And I saw these people there. I said, hey, listen, can I invite you to come back to church on Sunday, September 8th, over at Crossroads Community Church? Right? And I just walked up. Because I thought to myself, I'm like, these people might never see me again. Right? So I didn't have cards. So I was literally writing the, cert, the information down on napkins. Crossroads Community Church, 77, you know, I like memorized the church address after eight years here, you know, and the way, service times, I'm like, can you come and be my guest there? And I was just walking around, right? Now, you know what's amazing is, is a couple people are like, I totally need to find a church. But you know what? The only reason I'm a follower of Jesus is because I got invited along the way. The only reason you're a follower of Jesus is why? Somebody invited you along the way. And we want you to step into giving because it's been given to you. You've received grace. You want to give grace. You've received salvation in the name of Jesus. You want other people to know about that. And the beauty is, is those people might never see you again. Now, I realize that for me, they might see me again, like on their Facebook page or something. But then they'll be like, how cool is that? I got invited by the pastor of that church. He was weird. <laughs> but you want to give what's been given to you. Now, from there, we learned something else that's super 
powerful. Look what it says in verse 30 here, 1 Chronicles 16. It says, tremble before him all the earth. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Let the sea roar and all of its fullness. Let the field rejoice and all that is in it. Then the trees of the woods shall rejoice before the Lord for he is coming to judge the earth. You want another cool perspective? When you realize that you're in God's presence at all times, is that you and I, we get to join with the joy of creation. You and I, we get to join with the joy of all creation. These verses are powerful because really what we see is that David, as the psalmist, starts talking about all these things, worshiping the Lord in the beauty of holiness. He's like, hey, don't miss the fact that all that is created is praising God either way. Look what it says. It says, tremble before him, verse 30, all the earth, the world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. And the idea here is not that, oh, David didn't understand astronomy. The earth is spinning and it's moving on its axis. The idea of it not being, it's stable. Can you imagine you have to wake up every day stressed out that the earth is going to lose gravity? It's going to stop spinning. All of a sudden, it's like there's no orbit around the sun, so we all fry in five seconds. Can you imagine how ang- like anxiety-ridden life would be? But as long as we've had written communication, guess what? The, the earth is pretty stable. The sun rises and the sun sets. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure, there's all sorts of things that go on on the earth. We do live in a fallen world, but nobody is like, man, all of a sudden I'm going to wake up, I'm on the ceiling. Right? It's like, this stuff's pretty solid. He's saying, God made it this way. Right? Let the heavens rejoice. And the idea of the heavens rejoice, oftentimes it speaks of not what's on the earth, but what's above the earth. Let the earth be glad. And let all them among the nations say, the Lord reigns. And notice this, verse 32, let the sea roar and all of its fullness. Let the field rejoice and all that's in it. Then the trees of the woods shall rejoice before the Lord. See, this reminds of what it says in Psalm 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. That's Psalm 19.1. What it says in Psalm 66.4. All the earth shall worship you and sing praises to you. They sing praises to your name. See, all that is made declares God's glory. When you see the waters, when the waters are roaring, let's say you go down to the northern Oregon coast, because you're missing the clouds or something. You know what's amazing? Every time since we've lived here that we've gone to the northern Oregon coast, it's always been cloudy. We live here, it's 100 degrees there, it's 47. I was talking to my friend who lives there, he's like, he calls it Mordor. If you remember the reference from the Lord of the Rings, it's always a little dreary there, you know? So if ever it's like real sunny and I just miss the clouds, I go to the northern Oregon coast. But, but when you see those, those, those waves crashing and the, and the seas are roaring, guess what? That's an act of worship. All the fields praising God. All the trees clap their hands under the Lord. And when you and I choose to respond to the awareness of the presence of God... By praising him and worshiping him, you're joining with the joy of creation. Now, I know what's interesting, and I think this is very important, is simply the fact that humans are the only part of God's creation that can choose not to praise him. Because we were created in God's image and according to his likeness. So we've been given the opportunity to choose. 
right? The seeds, they just, it just does that. The trees just does that. The fields, it just does that. But you and I, our response to the promise of God's presence is to praise. And when we do it, we join with all of creation. And then as we close out this series, look what it says in verse 34. It says, oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endures forever and say, save us, O God of our salvation. Gather us together and deliver us from the Gentiles to give thanks to your holy name, to triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And all the people said, amen, and praised the Lord. So to bring this series to a close, this is what I want to encourage you. When you and I become aware that we live our lives in the presence of God, I want to encourage you to live an amen life. I want you to live an amen life. You notice how when it's all said and done, all the people said what? Amen. Know what amen means? It means so be it. Let it be so. Or I like to say it means true that. Right? Now, when it says so be it, oftentimes we think of this in regards to kind of like a passive acquiescence. Well, that's the way it's going to be. But that's actually not what amen means. Amen is the stamp of a heart's approval that we live our lives in the presence of God. And whatever goes on, we can trust God because God is good. And he does good. Now, this last little section here, verses 34 to 36, is also quoted in Psalm 106, verse 1, and then verses 47 and 48. So this, remember this last section here, Psalm, it's quoted exact, exact same words, Psalm 106, verse 1, and then verses 47 and 48. But in a lot of ways, I think this is the perfect place to be able to bring our time together to a close in the series Because when a person chooses to live an amen life, really what you're saying is, God, your will is better than mine. God, your ways are higher than mine. Your plans are exceedingly more wise than mine. And even though I have my plans, God, your way is better. And that whatever comes, you say, Lord, amen. It's a heart of surrender that says, God, you, you got this. You know what you're doing. You know what the long, the whole story is, not just how I'm feeling in the moment. And what I've learned in life is that so much of life is defined by how you deal with the things that go on that you don't understand. And for most of us, you know what we do? We resist it all. But for a child of God, we have to learn how to embrace it all. Saying, God, you are good. You know what you're doing. Listen to what this idea of living an amen life. Listen to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 20 to 22. It says, for all the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen. To the glory of God through us. Now, he who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God who also has sealed us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. Now, you see how powerful this is? Because what he's saying is that all of God's promises in Christ are yes 
and in Christ are amen to God's glory through us. And how do we know it? Because in verse 22 or 21, it says that really this all happens because we've been sealed by the Holy Spirit. And so really what it says is that all things in your life in Christ are yes and amen when you have been sealed by the Holy Spirit. And a person is sealed by the Holy Spirit when they put their faith and trust in Jesus. When someone says, yes, I believe in Jesus. I believe in his perfectly lived life. I believe in his death on the cross for my mistakes. I believe in his resurrection. When that happens, then the Spirit of God comes and is a guarantee. That word guarantee in the Greek language literally means an engagement ring. Right? It's a down payment that you are the Lord's. And what happens is when for a person who has put their faith and trust in Jesus, now all of a sudden you've been sealed with the Holy Spirit. And if you are here today and you are sealed with the Holy Spirit because of your faith in Jesus, then I'm here to tell you, you can live an amen life because no matter what happens, you realize God has a good plan. Even if everything falls apart, you're like, Lord, what are you doing here? I'm in Christ. I'm sealed by your spirit. All your promises are yes and amen. So what are you getting at, God? And even though I don't understand it, I can trust in you. And that's why these verses tell us, give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because he's good. His mercy endures when? Forever. Not just momentary mercy. An eternal mercy. He says, God, save us. Oh, God of our salvation, gather us and deliver us from the nations around us who are persecuting us. But guess what? Jesus is our Savior. We are in Christ. So not only is God good, not only does his mercy endure forever, but he has saved us. It says, so that we can give thanks to your holy name. And we can triumph in your praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. And my friends, listen. Listen. Living an amen life is a choice that you choose to make given all the variables that you understand. Because he is good. Because he did send Jesus to save. When you believed in Jesus, God put his Holy Spirit within you. And when that happened, right then, right there, he sealed you. And all of his promises are yes and amen in your life. So when things don't seem like they're making a lot of sense, you say, God, it doesn't make sense. But I'm going to say amen. Jesus is God wants you to trust Him. Today, Pastor Daniel encouraged you to live a life that reflects the truth that God is always there for you. When you rest in the promise of His presence, your life will be transformed. The more you trust that He's there, the more you'll be able to believe that His plans are better and wiser than yours, even when they don't make sense to you. When you simply respond to Him, you'll experience the full, abundant life God wants you to have. Hey everybody, Pastor Daniel here. Thanks for joining me on Jesus is Real Radio. I realize that not all of you who listen are followers of Jesus. But I actually believe that there are many of you right now as you've been listening, you're saying, I want to put my faith and trust in Jesus. I want his death and resurrection to be applied to my life. And if that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me, which is just saying thank you to Jesus for saving you. Let's go ahead. Repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, I give you my life. Thank you for saving me. I believe in you your life, your death on the cross, and your resurrection. Forgive me of my sins. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer, 
I'm so stoked for you. And I want to get some more resources into your hands to help you continue this journey. So pull out your mobile phone, text the word SAVED, S-A-V-E-D, to 51400, 51400, and we'll get some resources into your hands. Now don't go anywhere. Some folks from my team want to share some amazing things with you. Thanks, Daniel. Again, if you just prayed that prayer with Pastor Daniel, take out your cell phone and text the word SAVED. S-A-V-E-D to 51400. We'd love to get some resources into your hands and the Crossroads team wants to connect with you. Thanks for joining us today as Pastor Daniel wrapped up this series called Presence, which has been all about living your life rooted in the truth that God is always there for you. You've seen that understanding that God is with you causes you to praise Him and to live wanting to please Him. Ultimately, you'll want to share who God is and what he's doing with the people around you. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. On behalf of Pastor Daniel and the entire production team, we invite you to join us again for the next edition of Jesus is Real Radio.